0: to the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree, And I'm Rachel. <laughs> you are in for a treat Over. today. It is a long-awaited episode of Breeze Radio Theater, and if you have not been indoctrinated to Brie's Radio Theater yet, you may not want to drive while you're listening to this. You might run off the road.
1: It is <laughs> true. That is accurate that's a legit disclaimer
0: i'm not really kidding
1: so. not at all like seriously <laughs> your health and safety are more important to me so please be sitting down and stagnant so
2: Like <laughs> don't just, just I don't just don't move for the tables. next 40 minutes be a problem.
1: <laughs> exactly all right Bree. we're all strapped in well okay so this there's actually a serious component to this one today and i think this is a well-timed radio theater because it is the summer of twenty twenty two. Right now, the United <laughs> States we're sort of living in this tenuous economic situation. Inflation is very high. Gas prices are stupid. Ridiculous. Good and luck so buying a house. Right. Yeah. It's, just, it's it's a nightmare right now. And so one of the things that I I am passionate about is being intentional about how my money is stewarded. And so if you out there in podcast land are thinking about buckling down, if only to cope with inflation and, and the economic craziness that we are amidst right now, I think now's a good a time as any to focus on that. So we're going to today's episode is is really what has gotten me into decent financial shape. But I wanted to put it out to you all as the co-hosts. Do you have any tips, tricks, any sort of strategies that you use Mm. to kind of deal with inflation? I don't
2: have a tip for inflation per se, but as far as stewarding my money, as you, as you called it.
1: Yeah. It doesn't have to be
2: inflation. So I, several years ago, (laughs) thought to myself, you know what I need? I need a budget. And so I, I actually use a program called You Need a Budget. <laughs> <Yeah, it's laughs> Youneedabudget.com, nice. YNAB, and basically it just helps make it easy to see where my money is going. I put at the beginning of each month, I look at the money that came in during the last month and I assign how I'm going to spend it during the coming month. And that's how I do it. And I put it I put it to work and and have a plan for that. I can adjust as I need, but it allows me to very easily see where I'm spending money and make changes based on
3: that input. Cool. That's a whole lot cooler than what I was going to say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've never been great with budgets, partly because my husband and I have different approaches to money management, and neither of them is perhaps as intentional as it could be, but our strategy, has so far has been to work as hard as you can and bring in as much as you can, and then, like try not to spend it. And right now, where that is that is being stretched because with a family of six with food prices being one of the commodities that is Ugh. the inflation has been ridiculous on, our simple way has been basically, we don't go out to eat. Mm-hmm. um, our food money goes to the grocery store, not to the restaurant, which is, you know, it's it's a shame in that I do miss date nights and hopefully things will calm down at some point and we can we can work more of those back in. But it's been a really simple way to balance the food budget. And as a result, you know, we're having much more, many more home cooked meals. And, you know, that's not a bad thing no Dinner way. around the, the family table is is a wonderful, wonderful thing. We're also Mm -hmm. just trying to wait. I'm not an impulse buyer naturally, but at times when things are sort of stretched thin, that having a waiting period and thinking about things for quite a while before you buy them, that, you know, adds up over time. And you also get the joy of anticipation that if you say, okay, we're going to, I need a new bathing suit all right, well, maybe I can make this one last for another few months and wait for them to go on sale. And then when they do go on sale, I'm still not going to buy one right away. I'm going to put like three in my shopping cart and think about it for a few days. And, you know, all the time this is going on, you're getting sort of that thrill of shopping mm-hmm. without actually putting any money down. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so finally, finally, you know, you get the right promo code and it's uh, the one you want is on sale and it's ready to go. And just simply by waiting, not only have you saved money on this particular item, but you've also taken some of the shopping energy that you might have used to buy other items and just use more of that up on one thing. Sure. No, mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. It's not as much as I should. I would love to be, as you say, more intentional with our money management. No shame here, sister. None but, at all. But just, a, you know, a few little lifestyle changes like, you mm-hmm. know, cutting back on the number of date nights and and just enjoying the anticipation for a little bit longer on some of the purchases that you want to make. That does does make things go a little further. Great. So we
0: also are a terrible budget family. (laughs) We used to actually use Dave Ramsey's method of budgeting, like paper budget. We would write it all out every month. And we did that faithfully for, I don't know, maybe six months before we just like didn't anymore. And part of it is that we just, we don't have a lot of, extra expenditures we just we don't really ever go out to eat anyway like a lot of our a lot of our money is pretty steady every month we don't have a lot of extra stuff My dad told me when I was younger that I have Champagne Taste Beer Pocketbook. (laughs) And apparently this came from my... (laughs) (laughs) This uh, apparently was also my grandma, because she and I are basically twinsies, uh, his mom. And so I used to always think he was joking. But I have recently realized in the last few months that I have also married the man who has perfected the Champagne Taste Beer Pocketbook (laughs) lifestyle. So... Uh, I think our, our biggest thing is partially what Rachel is saying of of like, we, like we don't really impulse buy anything. My husband researches everything to the nth degree before we purchase anything, which is awesome because then I don't impulse buy anything. I'm just like, hey, I'm looking at buying this and then he'll research it for the next three <laughs> weeks and then buy the perfect one, which is great. Um, but then also we have discovered the joy of like Facebook Marketplace.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have.
0: Yes. Thrifting is my jam. Oh, yeah. So if we buy any, like we rarely buy anything new. So we like good quality stuff, the champagne taste, right? We like items that are going to last us a long time, that are well made, etc. But those are usually the really expensive ones, right? Um, But Facebook Marketplace is great. If you don't mind buying used stuff, which we totally don't mind, you can usually find stuff so cheap. Um, And and still get an item that's going to last you a long time so you don't have to keep buying it or, you know, so you can still be economical with what you're getting, but get good quality stuff. So that's probably like the biggest thing that we do is just being very intentional about buying things that we actually need and that we'll use, but then trying to find them for the absolute cheapest price possible.
3: Sarah, you <laughs> generally and I online. <laughs> see eye to eye very much when it comes to the thrifting, too, because like 90% of what I wear is either hand-me-down or thrift. Um, oh, yes. My my entire wardrobe is from Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Even Goodwill, there's been inflation. and It might be just because I'm on the East Coast, East Coast, but it's ridiculous. Oh no. And now everybody's thrifting and the racks are sorted through already and
0: yeah even thrifting is getting hard which is unfortunate but that's that's probably our biggest thing most of the rest of our our time we just you know if we're going to make a big purchase we just make sure we have the money for it we've also since we've bought a house 2 years ago with our with our like gig jobs we have very specific savings accounts mm. that are meant for certain things so we know if we're going to be paying for something we have a savings, and I guess that's kind of budgeting ish. We have a savings account that is for the, a specific purpose, that's and so, clever. and so we know that when we need to, like a house project, one we have one for house projects. So when we need to do a house project, we have money in that account. Or for taxes, when tax season comes around, we have a savings account for taxes, so we don't have to worry about that money when it comes to that time. We know it's there. So we have been in the last couple of years, at least a little bit smarter about those things. <laughs> cool.
1: Well. Something that my husband and I did probably 10 or 12 years ago was we took a class through that was being offered by my church at the time called Financial Peace University. And I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with that program. I know it's pretty, well, it's not uncommon for LCMS congregations or probably even churches in general to offer this as a way to help people better manage their finances. So this, I'm pulling this quote directly from Financial Peace University's website, if you have never heard of it before. Financial Peace University is a nine-lesson course that teaches you how to save for emergencies, pay off debt fast, spend wisely, and invest for your future. And no complicated financial blah, blah, blah over here. (laughs) That I I did not editorialize that. That's actually what it says. For over 25 years, Dave Ramsey' has been teaching common sense biblical money principles that work every time. and I will I'll speak to the biblical thing later, but <laughs> whatever. okay, that's just whatever. So it's 2009. Matt and I had just graduated from Concordia Chicago about a year prior. If you know anything about the economy at that time, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting a job, an entry-level job, was like winning the lottery at its highest yeah, right? point historically. And so not only was I looking for work, this was at a time in our lives where Matt was realizing that pastoral ministry was not right for him at the time. So he was trying to find work. We had a wedding that we still had to pay for. And so we it was It was a wreck. Like we were a wreck. And so I will say that the approach didn't like we couldn't do Financial Peace University initially. Like when you have when you have literally nothing like you can't put a program like this into place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You need to have some level of privilege in order to make this generally work for you.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: However, you can't
3: manage money that you
1: literally do not have. Exactly. Exactly. And so I will say, though, fast forward several years, Matt realized in I think 2015 or 26, I think it's 2016, he realized that he was in a position of he wanted to he wanted to give the pastoral ministry another shot. So when he applied in 2016, he looked excellent on paper. He passed all of his qualifiers. His his grades were excellent. They had no the, the only thing that the admissions council had a problem with was the amount of student loan credit card and car loan debt that we we held it was it was over six, it was six digits like it was oh, wow really bad and i think the seminary was getting to a point where they were not allowing students in that had such significant amount of debt because they didn't want you to graduate in 4 years and you still have all of this debt Pastors obviously aren't making a a corporate white collar salary. So I thought that that was a very wise thing for them to do. So they said, look,
3: that is a, it's compassionate too. Right. Right. Your qualifications
1: are great, but we need you to pay off some of this debt. And so with Dave Ramsey's, with, with some of his approaches with the budget and the debt snowball and some of these other things that we'll talk about later. I think we paid off thirty thousand dollars of debt in like a year. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, he, when we followed up with our financial guy at the seminary, he was like dumbstruck. I don't, I honestly, don't know if they that they thought that we were gonna like chuck that much money <laughs> at our debt. But we we lar- we largely owe a lot of the success and where we're at now to Financial Peace University. And so I will say for anyone out there who hasn't taken it, but is interested in learning about budgeting or debt snowballing or whatever, like I'm happy to talk to anybody about it. Just just reach out and I can help you with that. That all being said, I think there are some aspects of Financial Peace University that venture into the absurd. (laughs) So (laughs) as helpful as it's been for me, we're gonna make fun of it today. And these a lot of these skits are inspired by at Jared Benson on Instagram. He is not a clean good, clean Christian comedian, just to let you know. So don't expect that when you go to his Instagram account. He's a realtor in Florida, so I, I think he probably has some kind of axe to grind when it comes to Dave's stance on, on money matters. But his jabs at Dave Ramsey just send me every time. Tears squirting out of my eyes. <laughs> <telling> <laughs> laughter. So... Without further ado, I, unless
3: anyone else yeah, has anything, to add. I, I just, the, you talk about the absurd. And the truth is, I know lots of people who have really benefited from Financial Peace University. But I can think of one person who has benefited more than anyone else from Financial Peace University Dave Ramsey. Dave himself. Ramsey. <laughs> he is doing very, very well. Yes, he is. Yep. And, and that, of course, just. Makes us all just a little skeptical now and again. Somebody's making a killing off their their coaching, but yes, you're right. Many people have benefited, including you and Matt. And it's so cool to see you guys at this stage in your seminary journey after having conquered what was a really significant challenge. That's amazing,
1: big time. But yeah, Yeah.
3: we also went
0: through Financial Peace University. Just I think it's just a few years after you because they offered it through our work, and at that point. Uh, Luther and I had just moved to, we had just recently moved to St. Louis and we had, you know, the, the credit card debt and we didn't have any car loans at that point, but we did have some, some credit cards that we hadn't paid off and just wanting to get a better handle on our finances. It was very, very useful for us to be able Mm to kind of just get a handle on things and have a better picture and understanding of our finances. So we've left a lot of it behind, which I think you're going to address most of the same concerns that we've sure. Sure. in the next uh, few
1: skits. But yeah,
0: same idea that it was it was a very useful tool for us, uh, especially at that time in our lives. Sure.
1: So this first skit is what I would call a more realistic promotional spot for Financial Peace University. The thing about Dave, like he doesn't either he either doesn't like or know what nuance is um <laughs> <nope>. <laughs> and that becomes a problem when it sort of informs his no excuses approach like pull yourself up by your bootstraps sort of approach to things and so this promo that i recorded is maybe more of what you can expect as you enroll for the program
4: tired of living with crippling debt wouldn't it be nice to live a debt-free life if you're not one of those pieces of garbage with low impulse control now you can with dave ramsey's financial peace university
5: hi i'm dave ramsey host of the dave ramsey show creator and founder of financial peace university and a horrible theologian Join me on a journey to financial peace through debt-free living, not contributing to an individual retirement account, eating rice and beans, and selling your children on Craigslist, all with a gazelle intensity.
4: At Financial Peace University, you will learn Dave's seven baby steps to debt-free living. Feel pressured into shredding your credit card and learn to love eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the rest of your life. Here's what some of our financial peace University graduates have to say when Financial Peace University was offered at my church I knew it would be the
5: key to living a debt-free life three years later I've paid off my car loan my credit card and my student loans and now that I'm debt-free I don't have to make extra money doing so many blind clinical trials anymore Thanks, Dave Ramsey.
4: I developed type 2 diabetes, eating cheap carbs while on Dave's debt snowball, but I don't have a mortgage payment anymore. That's
5: nice. Take control of your life. Stop being a poor person and join me
4: at Financial Peace University. Not responsible for injuries, diseases, lawsuits, or deaths resulting from this program.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh my word <laughs> poor man like mm-hmm. one of the things that irritated me when I was doing this class was that like he makes it sound so easy like he talks about these yeah. seven ba- he talks about like this seven baby step approach they're not baby steps no <laughs> like some of these babies have hormone problems like for real. like like and, and I will, there is some merit to them. So I think we will mm-hmm. link them in the show notes. But like looking at where Matt and I are in our, in our financial position, like steps one and two, which are save a thousand dollars for emergency savings and starting a debt snowball. Those are, those are tremendously doable. Beyond that, like we're not, we're not there. Baby steps include things like paying your mortgage off early. Putting three to six months away of monthly expenses and savings, putting 15% towards your retirement. Like, we're talking about paying off debt with gazelle like intensity. Like, please, sir, this is like, those kinds of things are like tortoise like intensity. If you want me to be really
2: honest
3: with you, my kids and so- need shoes because their feet keep growing. Mm. And, right.
2: you but know, do they really need shoes?
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. <laughs> there are i bet you can come up with several things that they could use that are not used
3: that's true cardboard and twine. No, is excuses rachel <laughs> none no excuses you know here's one excuse funny true story ken and i did actually manage to be debt-free for several years a few years ago which is wonderful but then we went to buy a house mm. oh. and after two years of being debt-free we had no credit rating it yeah. was like we were we were the, we did not exist to the system, so we could not even apply for a mortgage until we had right. taken out a credit card and used it regularly for several months, so that yep. we had a credit score. Right. So, yep, if you're right. going to go debt free, which I highly recommend, it's a very, it's a less stressful lifestyle. Make sure you already own the house you want to own before you do that, and buy it in cash, preferably, <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't have a credit score, you're going to have to. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
1: So. One of the things that, and I I realized I did did not preface gazelle-like intensity. So like one of the pictures that, analogies that Dave uses in terms of like aggressive debt payoff is like, you're a gazelle and you live in the African grasslands and your debt is a cheetah. And he like airs this clip from like National Geographic of this gazelle escaping like ducking diving and dodging a cheetah coming after it and so he's like you gotta pay off your debt with that kind of speed and agility and blah, blah. okay like okay we'll see but we'll see about that sir mm. so it, it it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for again nuance grace it's sort of grace it's just sort of this high-speed chase to pay off your debt however since you have to resort to aggressive measures I have come up with a couple of candy dandy jingles to help inspire you to bank that paper so that you can chuck it at your debt.
2: Okay. I love it.
1: This one is called What to Eat on the Debt Snowball.
3: avocados on that list i don't think it's gonna work for me <laughs> <Dang> <laughs> yeah. but uh, they're so I, expensive right now I know. I know do you remember that though from a couple of years ago there was somebody saying that the reason millennials can't save money isn't uh, because the economy's trash and there are no jobs it's because they eat too many avocados right we ruin everything <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's why
1: everything yeah I do, I, I realized as soon as I started playing this, I probably need to also describe what the debt snowball is just a little bit for all of you out there who are not familiar. So the, it's actually very a very neat concept and I will nerd about it, out about it for years to come probably. Basically what you do is you sort of take an audit of all of the debt that you have. So car loan, credit cards, student loans, don't factor your mortgage into it, but basically you sort of line all of those things out and the idea is you start with your low hanging fruit the the amount of debt that's lowest so let's say that the least amount of debt that you have is a credit card so you basically would use any money that you have left over after monthly expenses you would ch- expenses like so if you want to budget money for like recreation or dining out or whatever like you need to earmark that money fool. everything else go say what like a fool <laughs> yeah, right. So everything else at the end of the month goes toward that credit card, and so the snowball effect happens when once you pay off that credit card, you go on to the next, th- on to the next debt, and everything you would have paid towards the credit card plus your expenses at the end of the month would go towards this new debt, and so the snowball effect comes in because the the payment that you're making towards your debt just continues to increase like a snowball rolling down a hill. That was the strategy that I think really helped us pay off as much debt as we did as quickly as we did. Mm -hmm. But then it it leaves things like, okay, what are you going to eat every night for dinner? Like, what what are you going to spend money on groceries? Like, what are you going to do? I mean, Lint is free. You can find Lint anywhere. Mm. Maybe just eat Lint for a little bit. Mm. sounds great (laughs) no but he he actually (laughs) one of the things that he does say in his class is like you can just eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and rice and beans until you're out of debt and i'm just like that is not like first of all that's boring second of all that's like a recipe for malnutrition
3: like that's a nightmare and third of all it's very uncreative pb and j is delicious but it's not very creative. One of the games I like to play, which now I only play when I'm too lazy to go to the store. But there used to be a time when I was really trying to maybe make the paycheck. Well, make it, make the groceries last while I was waiting for the paycheck to come in. And that is what is the most opulent meal I can make with the ingredients I have in the back of my pantry right now? Yes. And you can come up with some really interesting things. So if you're eating rice and beans and peanut butter and jelly. Let me introduce you to wonderful other cheap foods like potatoes, cabbage. (laughs) Apples are generally very affordable. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can eat real food, including vegetables that will give you your major vitamins and minerals every day. And also eat like a king. Drumsticks from the store or chicken thighs. Very good. So grill some of those up. With some garden fresh zucchini, have your 30 cents worth of cabbage and a coleslaw or maybe a ramen noodle slaw because that only adds like, what, another 20 cents to the to the <laughs> recipe. No, there is no reason whatsoever that you have to kill your health to eat cheap. A little creativity, yep. Level up, Dave a little Ramsey. elbow grease, and you can eat very well for very little. Thank yes, you for that. there is
0: nothing wrong with frozen vegetables, and frozen vegetables are pretty inexpensive. Yeah. So, and you can be super
1: creative with them. Don't settle,
0: people. Mm-hmm. Don't settle.
1: Don't settle, and make your snowball bigger. So, the second handy dandy jingle that I've written sounds very much the same as the other, but this one is called "Ways to Save Money and Generate Extra Income While You're on the Debt Snowball." Have a yard sale. Take the bus. Take the the bus. bus. Work two jobs. Work two Two jobs. jobs. Sell your blood. What? Sell sell your blood. blood. Shop at Goodwill.
4: Shop at Goodwill.
1: Sell Lularoe.
4: Mm. Uh, no, uh-oh, uh-uh. we're, we're not going to encourage people to do that. Oh, that's... <laughs> Sorry. Pick something else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Keep, yeah, keep going.
1: Do some odd jobs. Do some odd jobs. jobs. Do your own home repairs. You, know you know don't it. have a license. Oh.
4: Oh, that's dangerous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had a much more difficult time coming up with solutions for this, but I think that's just because I think about eating all the time. Um, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I also want to just remind everyone that this is this is high parody nonsense, so I can't be responsible for hospitalization (laughs) if you like are trying to repair uh, like an electronic panel in your home or you eat rocks like please like some of these things in both songs work But I trust that you have the good Christian wisdom and discernment to know which ones are actually a joke. So (laughs) I just wanted to clear the air. You can
3: actually make good money selling your plasma or volunteering for clinical trials. Yes. But you may not like some of the uh, results that come from that.
1: Right. Right. But also secondhand shopping. Love secondhand Mm -hmm. shopping.
3: Yes. Take
1: the bus. It's better for the environment. There's a bunch of different things that you can do. You could ride to
0: work
3: on your bike. Hey, hey. ride a bike. Well, and Make a little extra scrilla. Yeah. And I mean, yes, do not attempt complicated repairs on your own. You will probably mm-hmm. end up paying the technician more when the time comes. But Great. maybe the answer is know a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. know, somebody who knows how to do stuff and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know,
2: a loaf of zucchini bread.
3: Yep. That's right. that's right. Yeah.
1: Just make sure the guy's name is not YouTube because that's not no, no,
3: please. Actually, YouTube, YouTube tutorials can be amazing. Okay, but don't get electrocuted, no, is what I'm saying. Don't. But it's like, but if it's, please. you know, like Ken once managed to fix a hot water heater with nothing but a screwdriver and a YouTube tutorial. I mean, Nice. That's mm-hmm, it's an amazing resource. Yeah. Even the pros use it. Just It's because. true, <laughs> but know your limits. Yes, exactly.
1: Speaking of limits. Hmm. Great segue, actually. I want to talk about one of the common characteristics, features, pillars of Financial Peace University. And it's a method, I think, that is meant to help you categorize how you budget your funds, but also to control your spending. And it kind of smacks of old-fashioned shoebox-under-your-bed situations, but... I know people who swear by it, and I've seen it work. So I can't really be too mad at it. Um, This is what is called the envelope system. And basically, you have an envelope for BAM, uh, a clothes shop. You have an envelope for clothes shopping. $25 goes in there every month, and you can either bank that money until the next $25 comes along next month, or if you know that you need to go to Walmart to buy a new pair of shoes or pair of socks or whatever. They use the money specifically in that envelope. And when it's gone, it's gone for the month. And so that we don't do that. I don't like handling cash. But again, it works for people. So I'm not going to I'm not going to poo poo it. So in light of that, this next skit is a clip taken directly from David's radio, Dave's radio show. Aptly titled the Dave Ramsey Show, where Dave is forced to reconcile with a very real issue facing us today, and that is an envelope shortage. Yes, and I only know this because I work in direct mail <laughs> supply chain. Supply chain issues making my life <laughs> a heck. When we opened, and I made that stupid laugh when I introduced myself, I was thinking of. Um, this fake show theme song that i wrote in my head and i sing it all day long now It's is the dave ramsey show be like Dave ramsey
4: because he's rich and everyone loves
1: him
5: this is the dave ramsey show i'm dave ramsey helping you live a debt-free life it's time to take another call this time it is ralph in biloxi Welcome to the show, Ralph. Hey, Dave,
4: thanks for taking my call.
5: Absolutely, Ralph. How can I help you live a debt-free life today?
4: Well, I use your envelope system. I love it, and trust me, I reuse these envelopes until they turn into paper Mm, dust. mm
5: -hmm. As you should, great job. You
4: see, the problem is since the pandemic, there's been a sweeping nationwide envelope shortage, and I'm not sure what to use now. I can't find envelopes anywhere.
5: Well, Ralph, this should not come as a shock to you, but we here at the Dave Ramsey Show and Financial Peace University believe that only poor people make excuses. Well, I know, but I want to be rich. Exactly. That's why I'm going to tell you what else you can use when you can't find envelopes. Are
4: you ready? Great, yes. Thank you so much. Lay it on me. All
5: right. How about plastic sandwich bags?
4: Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Tube socks.
5: Uh, well, I, Hot dog I, buns. Oh. Your belly button. What? A freshly caught fish that's been gutted. Wait, wait what? How what? about invisible envelopes?
4: That's not even an a An old book. book. I mean, I guess... How I about say, a
5: new book?
4: That's basically the same thing An as apple an a- pie. How is that gonna work? A 1996
5: um... copy of Circle Track magazine. Okay, well... And so- finally, a comically large burlap sack with a big dollar sign painted on it. Hello, Ralph. Ralph. Well it sounds like we lost him. We're gonna go to a commercial break where I'll answer more of your questions about living a debt-free life. This is the Dave Ramsey show.
2: Everyone loves him
3: <laughs> Well, the a dead fish A dead fish freshly gutted would actually solve some of my problem with this uh, this great. envelope coach. The reason I would never attempt this is because I have found through many years of personal experience that the fastest way for me to make money disappear is by turning it into cash. Yep. I have cash in my wallet. It's gone. I don't know where it goes. It just goes. Yeah. It flies away. So if but if I stuck it in a dead fish, mm-hmm. it would probably stay there for a little while. Great. Yeah.
1: How about a hot dog bun though? That was my favorite. Hilarious. I
3: probably eat it.
1: That's true. I probably would too by just by accident. Yeah. If not on purpose. Yeah. I just want to say that that nineteen ninety-six Circle Track magazine reference is a shout out to my brother. Oh it's, it's a it's a NASCAR. It was a NASCAR magazine mm-hmm. from the mid 90s. Oh, he that's was hilarious. He was obsessed with race cars. So his little he was like 10 years old and he had a magazine subscription. So he was so like wait.
2: That's
0: hilarious. I we love did. Him. We did actually use the envelope system for a very short amount of time right after we started the whole financial peace university and I think I don't know we it didn't obviously didn't work cuz we didn't keep doing it but I think it was again it was helpful for the framework at least of like yeah. just starting to think about well, how and it we works. it too,
1: and it just it didn't it didn't work and I think I I think there is a method to Dave's madness obviously I think yeah. that it, It leaves very little room for grace, which obviously, as you obviously know, I sort of take umbrage with that. But I think there are things that you can sort of pick and choose out of this to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I I don't think you're going to pay off your debt as quickly if you Mm -hmm. don't do it in his, like, intended formula. But I think all that to say, there really just, there is no one-size-fits-all. I really don't believe that there's a one-size-fits-all situation where this where this formula is supposed to work. The reference of only poor people make excuses was kind of a tongue-in-cheek reference. But at the same time, I feel like that's sort of a vibe that I get when I'm when I'm listening to Dave talk about money management and how aggressively you pay off debt. And so he sort of has this he sort of has this value system where your value is de- get it. Your value is determined by whether you're rich or you're poor. Mm-hmm. If you're rich, you're a good person. If you're debt free, you're a good person because it means if that you poor, have a
3: strong moral character and are able correct. to control your impulses and plan for the future and have a lot of personal discipline. And that Wait, that obviously means that you have character. Sure, yep. sure. And on the other side of that, you're
1: if you're poor, you're a bad person. Now I think. I think there's an element of truth to what you're saying Rachel that there's impulsivity behind it there's planning behind it that there's there's a whole slew of things that go behind being financially well off it's not just dumb luck or or whatever there are I think values that and and virtues that sort of go into having good fiscal management. But again, I will go back to the whole gazelle-like intensity thing (laughs) where Matt and I were sitting in this class at church where he's talking about the gazelle-like intensity. And I remember just sitting there feeling just absolutely worthless, (laughs) right? I'm like, I don't even have legs to run on. I am a terrible person. I can't get a job. My husband can't get a job. We have a wedding that we have to pay for. We don't know where our next meal is coming from. So that's kind of why Dave's whole quote unquote biblical approach to financial management is i mean, it's it's offensive to me a little bit almost it's it's preposterous at best. And I think we, as Lutherans know that we are not made good by how much money we have. We are not made good by how much financial debt we hold. We are made good only by only through Christ. Mm-hmm. And so amen. Our financial state doesn't determine our salvation, and so to you, Dave, I will say this: stick to money matters and leave the, theolo- yeah. the, leave the theology to the Lutherans.
3: So that's <laughs> that's what I will. Yeah. that's what I will say. And his message that. can be very empowering. I think for people who have never quite wrapped their head around the fact that the choices they make today can lead to greater financial security in the future, and that's a that's a great message. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. But at the same time so many is for every person who is in debt because you know they bought too many shoes on their credit card. There's another person who's in debt because they had a medical emergency. <laughs> that they have to pay off or they lost their job and they got behind, you know, that there's a combination. It's a combination yeah. of 10 different things. It's a combination it's of, like a of many different of things.
2: You don't have a safety net to fall back on with right. family and things like that. You're just, you don't have any of those sort of things. I'm very aware of the fact that I don't have debt, but I really could have at several points in my life if I had not had the safety net of my family that was mm-hmm. in at those critical times. Without that, I really would have been in a much different situation. It probably would have carried after me. like It would have been something that would not be easy to shake shake free from and would have trailed after me for for years and would have put me in a much different situation. But because I had that family safety net to fall back on that made a total difference in how I was able to deal with the challenge that I faced at that time.
3: So if you are able to use Dave Ramsey's principles to put you in a place where not only can you pay your bills every month, and save up a little, but you also are able to be generous. That's one of the things I love about your approach to money management, Bree, and also Matt, is the way that you guys always save spots in your budget for random acts of generosity. And that's a really beautiful thing. But you're quite right. The amount of money in your bank account is in no way equal to your worth in God's eyes.
1: Amen. Amen.
3: The most important debts have already been paid. Yes. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> LOL. I am debt free. Well, no, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I am, but I'm not going to. Okay. In Never a spiritual
3: mind. sense, I am debt free. Each in my debt in one giant <laughs> snowball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, so. We can wrap it up now. This final skit is another Financial Peace University promo that I, again, tongue-in-cheekily, would like to call, I can do all things through Dave who strengthens me. Oh, Oh, no. Before before you come for me in the comments, yes, Dave literally says that debt-free people can do anything they want.
2: So there. Hmm.
4: When you become debt-free through Financial Peace University, you unlock a hidden joy that's existed all along. That debt-free people can do anything. As soon as my wife
5: and I became debt-free, I bought a boat. Now, every weekend, we bring our friends and family to the lake for fishing, fun, and fellowship. I was able to set up a sizable endowment at my alma mater.
4: I can straight up communicate with dolphins now.
5: I got to spend three weeks in a Tuscan villa with my girlfriends. I can fly for about six minutes
1: straight. I was able to bring my church to Africa on a missions
5: trip. This still can't seem to pass LCMS Doctrinal Review. I can shoot laser beams out of my eyes. BLAM!
4: I could take the form of a horse. Kapow! I can read dogs' minds. Join the masses of people just like you and become debt-free with Financial Peace University. Not responsible for any mutant powers developed after paying off all debt.
3: Poor <laughs> <laughs> Trent! Trent! <laughs> <laughs> no matter your
1: financial status, brother, it... it, it will not buy you good theology i'm sorry i love, I love that trent showed up in here They can, he can't shake it <laughs> that's amazing uh, so that all being said i hope you enjoyed this rousing episode of breeze radio theater just to be clear financial peace university was very good for me and my husband and it laid a solid foundation for how we manage our money as long as you can see past the poor theology and and politics behind all of it, I would recommend I would recommend checking it out. I don't know what the cost is for it anymore when we took it, we were gifted with it. I think it was 50 bucks and I I will say that I I am enough of a fan of it that if anybody out there wanted to take this as take this up as a as a course offering, I would be willing to either help defray those expenses or cover them entirely. So that's out there. And we will also include in the show notes details about Financial Peace University, how you can sign up for that, and Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps. Again, some of which have adult feet, and I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand how that works. but. But yeah, and I would also love to hear any tips, tricks for surviving and, and econo- economic turmoil, the way we are, or just in general, or if you've taken Financial Peace University, what you've thought of it. So, but that's all I've got today. I'm gonna go hibernate, like take a creative hibernation for probably the next three months. So, sounds good. Perfect.
3: Financial tips, please that do not involve selling your own or your children's bodily organs.
4: <laughs> would be very much appreciated.
3: I but appreciate if you it. are, if you are struggling. To make it through, we feel you. And so, any wisdom we can share to help make those dollars stretch a little further. Much appreciated.
2: Mm.
0: Yes. We'd love to hear all those things. You can share that with us in our Facebook group. Join us there, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. You can also share them on Instagram. Follow us at Lutheran Ladies Lounge there as well. If you would like to share those things with us via email, you can do that. Just send us an email, lutheranladies at kfuo.org. You can also request to join our e-newsletter via email as well. Or you can find out how to join that e-newsletter in the show notes for this episode. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your KFUO radio app or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm poor,
1: but everyone still loves me.
3: <laughs> and I love you too, Brie.
2: I <laughs>